Hi guys, if you guys have been tuning in and we have been making an announcement about a special thing that we have going on and here is our special announcement of what we have going on behind the scenes. Yes guys, we are going to be hosting a Survivor Notes. Um, it is an event where we'll be virtual and also we'll have also in person a panel Q&A vendors performers um, it is going to be amazing so please come out and support us if you can't come out because you might be in different states and things um, you are also welcome to join us virtually on Facebook Instagram TikTok um, YouTube so we'll be across the board you'll be able to replay it watch us live as it's going on um, this event is going to give you a chance to actually meet and greet with us, get information, we'll be telling our story, um, we'll be giving out gift bags of things that can help you in crisis, and yes, it's going to be pretty dope, guys. This is sponsored by Chicago Auto House. Yes, yeah, so make sure that you guys save the date, November 14th, and that is at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Yeah. Uh, again, there will be a limited amount of tickets for the venue just because uh, we're still trying to stay safe uh, during the pandemic. But you will be able to tune in via, you know, as Charlotte mentioned, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, or whatever the case is. And you could submit your answers through there, watch us live. There will be performers, there will be vendors. So make sure that you guys tune in and send your questions yes it's gonna be a, an event that you don't want to miss it's gonna be pretty cool yes so that was our big big announcement yes. make sure that you save it and thanks guys yes welcome to girls like us podcast Sometimes the future changes quickly and completely, and we're left with only the choice of what to do next. We can choose to be afraid of it, to stand there trembling, not moving, assuming the worst that can happen, or we step forward into the unknown and assume it will be brilliant. Christina from Grey's Anatomy. Hi guys, welcome to Girls Like Us. This is Charlotte and this is Venus. How are you? Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound too comfortable, but I guess I'll take it. Oh my gosh, I feel pretty good even after today's conversations. <laughs> Here. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I was just reading all day. I know. All these revelations that was made. I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, Let me tell you guys. We're really into astrology. So today we read about our seventh houses and our Lilith. And I just want to say, I felt personally attacked at some point. Yes, definitely. <laughs> it definitely answered some questions. I was just like, oh, jeez. Oh my goodness. I just kept, that's, that's all I can say, like, wow, oh my gosh, I'm attacked. This is crazy, like, the whole time with her reading it. Yes, I was like, okay, we're done for today. Yeah, absolutely. We all, we remained silent for a little while, we reflected. Like, me, no, not me, that could never be me. Right, I was just like, this is insane. It was insane. 
it definitely clarified my fears and things. I was just like, geez, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was like, so you're trying to tell me I'm not perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm obese, right? Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> I will never be me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Anything interesting that you did this weekend or um, watched or read? Wow. No, actually, it was really um, chill. Like, I was so exhausted on... Um, was it Saturday? Friday too, actually. So, um, what did I do? I chilled out. Called me and my friend, and did we get a movie? And maybe so before we went to sleep. Um, I don't know. We just chilled out and took a nap that was longer than a nap. Like, <laughs> like we were both tired. So, yeah, yeah. Naps are always good. Naps are great. So after. Other than that, we um, went out to eat, get some drinks, and it was literally chill. Like, I didn't do anything, really, outside of that. Like, you staying at home? Yeah. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not summer partying at all? <laughs> you know what? First of all, partying doesn't exist in COVID, so I wish. Like, I got so many cute outfits that I can't wear that I really wish that I could go party somewhere. I really do miss it. Like, I didn't even get out a lot because I always had excuses. I was tired. But now the fact that we can't really do anything, I want to do it out. Like, oh, I want to go out. I want to have drinks. But... Yeah, like me. Like, I'm always inside. And now that you're telling me that I can't, that I have to be inside, I'm like, no. And now I'm going outside. Which my outside is just target. That's just what it is. Her goat. <laughs> Look, my best friend and I went spent all evening at Target Friday. And then, like, I literally was just throwing stuff in the car. And I ended up spending all this money. And I was like, you know, this is why I have two jobs. This is why I go to work. So I could just throw stuff in this car and exactly. not care. But yes. Like, I gave the book on what I got, what I bought. Like, I'm just <laughs> like, oh, it looks like I need this. Like, what it says, have you seen that meme that says, I never know what I need from Target. I just go with the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Target tells me what I need when I get there. That sounds like me. I do a Target. And Walmart. Like, I go in for one thing and come out with everything else. That is family dollar. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, I had class. And that was it. Okay. Hello, chill. Anything planned for this upcoming weekend? Um, oh, I have like, like me and my best friend go out on like a date like once a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so like I have my best friend date plan. Well, I didn't plan it. She planned it this time. Okay, that's gonna be fun. Friday. She's not a planner, so. Okay. <laughs> that should be the odds be ever in our favor. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we try to like go out and like do something once a month. So that's all. Then I have class, okay. and I have to clean, and I have homework. I have like ten chapters of homework. Then. Oh wow! That's yeah. That's gonna <laughs> that's gonna consume a whole day. It sounds like it is. It is. I'm not looking forward to it, but mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. How about you? Um. My cousin actually uh, texted me today that she's going to have a birthday little get-together that I'll probably stop by um, Friday. And I'm going to work this weekend, so 
Oh, look at you working. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, I'm complete. You know what? I think it's all going to be contingent on what happens Friday night. <laughs> yeah. working. But my plan is definitely to get in. I want to get in this You'll weekend. probably still get in because, like I said, you do not know I how long come to work. Exactly. I'm, I'm not saying I'll definitely be in to work this weekend. But that's the plan. Stop by my cousins um, a little bit. Um, that's it. Chill out Sunday, y'all. Tackle my room step by step. We're still in the room. <laughs> it's coming. And like little by little. I believe you. I, I don't even, you. I just keep looking like, I'm telling you, like every day I look at it like, how did it get to this point? I'm gonna tell you something. I don't ever judge. I don't ever, like, and I'm being serious. I know you're looking at me crazy. Like, I said, you can see her looking at me. <laughs> this is the reason why I don't ever judge because for a very long time I didn't stay at my house. So when I came back to my house, there was stuff that I literally was like, how did I let it get this bad? Mm-hmm. Like, where did it go wrong? And that's like, when I was like, I can't do it. So like, that's why like, you just never know people's lives or like what they go through. So like, I never like, oh my God, like, no, like shit happens. I really, happens. It does, I really feel like it's a form of, depression like mm-hmm. seriously because it's never like it's been a very long time since I've ever let it get like that yeah. and I feel like it is like it's just to the point now where I really have to like take care of it because it is it does affect your like just overall your mm-hmm. energy yeah when you have to clear your clutter to yes, clear your life definitely and I definitely feel like that because when it's all completely clean it's just a sense of like like you can breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking at it is so bothersome. So it's just like I really do have to to tackle it because it's it, it is bothering me more and more now. When I look at it, I just be like, close the door. No one open the door. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a key for it because I definitely would lock it. But yeah. no, I I feel you. And it's little by little because especially like if you know that it came from a mental state that wasn't your best maybe you aren't ready to tackle that like mental state that you were in mm-hmm. so hey if you pick something up today you picked it up today and that's that just how it that's it i got the bed clear <laughs> so that's why uh, hey look it's been years and i'm still cleaning like my upstairs yes. like trying to figure out where everything goes and then on top of that like i have I work both jobs, and then I'm, I have class right now, and then I have everything else, so I'm not pressuring myself. Mm-hmm. Like, the little that I've done, I do try to upkeep with it. Mm-hmm. Like, if I already cleaned all this, like, I try to upkeep with it just because I'm not trying to let it get back, that bad. But if that's all I did, like, today, let's say, that's all I did, and mm-hmm. I'm good with it. Yeah. It's a conscious effort to... Um but I'm definitely working on it, like, so. I just want to, actually, I just want to really revamp the whole place. Like, I, I got the ottoman. It's still in the box. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, the other, the furniture, uh, the patio furniture, they surprised me and put it up for me. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, just little by little, like, I got the pictures. Yeah. Like, you've seen the pictures, but now I just have to get somebody to actually put them up for me because I don't know, like, the studs and stuff. Like, you're supposed to have stud. I don't know about paint. I don't know anything about decorating. So, but I'm sure that they said something about a stud finder. Like, when I'm uh, 
putting the nail in the wall. You know, one can see me tapping on the wall right now, but the nail, so you put it in. I know what you're talking right. about, but I usually do. It's called like a drywall. Um, our friend showed me. He, I still have the video. I'll send it to you because I asked him. Oh, I was okay. literally going through this conversation the other day. It's, I can't remember what it's called, but it's something that you put in the drywall. It's plastic and goes in the drywall. And then on top of that plastic, you put like the the nail or the like screw. Oh. And this guy, like, because I asked him, like, how did I do it? And he sent me the whole video. And I actually have the thing. So, because I do everything like myself and mm-hmm. I can't remember what I need to hang up. Oh, I uh, I bought a vanity. So I needed a little. Okay. He's like, this is what it is. I saw the video. I'll send it to you. Yeah, send it to me because I definitely, I definitely want to do that. Like, like the next time my family members come in and I have company, <laughs> I want them to be like, oh, nice. Like, so that's that's what I'm going for. So I feel you. I'm trying to do my whole upstairs. Like, I'm trying to put floor and paint mm-hmm. and just yeah. I, I definitely definitely need a dining room set because the chairs. <laughs> It's just one. No, it's two now. It's two now. It's okay. two now. So yeah, two left and two now. So I definitely want to do that. But I don't really have company like that outside of you and when the family comes in town. So, but I definitely want to get that taken care of too. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. I love about decorating. <laughs> I need a interior decorator. Yes. Money. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's all I want for Christmas. <laughs> yes but today we will be talking about rape in jail yes there was so much information on this there was and you know when I first thought about this I mainly thought about the men in jail mm-hmm. um I cannot I don't want to say I didn't want anything about the women but like I think my biggest basis was because we don't speak about men, mm-hmm. and that is like the one area that maybe they do speak up, or where we're more known that it happens, like we're more aware of it. I yes. think. Yes. So that's why, I, like, it hit more. Like, I know it happens to women, mm-hmm. but this is like the one area where men have spoken up, where we are very well aware that yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. But there was so much. It was, and it happens so often, like, the numbers that they were saying that uh, the estimated from the Human Rights Watch estimated Mm -hmm. that at least 4.3 million Mm -hmm. inmates has been raped. Yes. That is a huge astronomical Mm -hmm. number of people being raped. Yes. And just so we're clear right now, um, a prisoner can't give consent. A prisoner can't give consent to a correctional officer or jail staff. A prisoner can't give consent to another inmate. Mm-hmm. A prisoner's rights get taken away the moment he he or she enters jail. A prisoner is property of the state. We've actually sort of discussed this um, in the episode that we did about ICE and the correctional officers mm-hmm. in ICE and how their laws are where legally... Mm-hmm. They can't give consent. So any sexual act happening with anyone while you're in jail is considered rape. Mm-hmm. I did try looking for like maybe like if the inmate tried maybe like suing like a CEO type of thing 
or rape, and of course not because. Yeah, no, they yes. have. It was like things were saying that they did go to the CEO, mm-hmm. they did go to higher ups, and it was all mm-hmm. pretty much dismissed as if and uh, you handled the situation. Like we can't really do anything about it. Yes, um, I actually like was reading this blog. It's really old. Where inmates kind of told their story. Oh, that might be the same one that I've got. Um, no Escape, Prisoner Voices? Yes. Yes. And I stopped like halfway through because I was just like, thank it you. It was just really... Yes. Sad. Um, yes. Graphic. Yes. It was just... Oh. Like, they were like, I probably have AIDS now. Yep. These two inmates raped me and mm-hmm. like they were known to have AIDS and... It was just, like, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, we're already not helping rape victims out here. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even imagine being in there. Yes. And, you know, what we mainly think about when we think about rape in prison is um, the male inmates, unmale inmates. Mm-hmm. But there's uh, female COs, unmale inmate, inmates. There's... Yeah male CEOs on male inmates there's women on women there's CEOs on women which is mostly what it is in the women prison mm-hmm. um it also made me think about you know how they say because it, when you think about the people that are sitting in jail are mainly minorities from low resources even if you are white it's mainly because you're low income. Mm-hmm. And you know how they say that when you come from a neighborhood like that, you have PTSD from your neighborhood. Like, it's true. Mm-hmm. Like, what people don't realize is that these children growing up in the hood have PTSD when they grow up. Mm-hmm. So now imagine adding that to being raped, the PTSD, the PTSD from that. Um, I think I told you this a while back. I don't know if you ever got a chance to watch it. Um, this movie called American Me. It sounds familiar. It's with the guy from Stand and Deliver. Have you seen Stand and Deliver? Okay, I just like threw so many movies today. She started, did. Like, like, I'm like, a of movies. I'm like, <laughs> it's okay. You've watched Selena. Have you seen Selena? Yes. Okay, so the guy that plays her dad. Okay, he's like, and he actually directed them. Um, American Me. So in that movie, um, he ends up going to jail around the age of 16. And they give him like this crazy amount of time. Like, Was he a Nazi or something? Was he, he at the symbol? Was it- He's Mexican. How's he going to be a Nazi? Oh, because I see something. I, you're talking about American history. Oh, like, yeah. That's what you're talking about. Like, yes, okay. I was like, okay, no, no this is the same. Okay. I'm like, he's Mexican. I don't even think he's Mexican, but he, no. He's actually, it's like a, the suit area, era, like, you know, when the, they're called pachucos, they used to wear suits. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, um, his parents were kind of part of that era, and then he grew up in Los Angeles, and I want to say they went into Robson's store. Point being is he ends up in jail at like the age of 16. Mm-hmm. And then he literally only had like a couple months because he didn't steal or anything. Like they didn't get a chance to steal and they were minors. He ends up getting raped in jail at the age of 16. So. I think I didn't see that. It's such a good movie. So then out of retaliation because 
like he was angry, mm -hmm. he kills dude. And he ends up now getting like this crazy amount of time because he killed dude. And that's how he started, like, according to this movie, that's how, like, the Mexican Mafia started. Because I did yes. see that. Yes. yes. So, point, like, this was such a, I don't, that was a good movie. Yes. I, I, honestly, I don't even know how I ended up in that movie. But I it's so it. it. No. Because I just recently watched it, like, this year. But it's old. Yeah, it's super old. It's super old. Somebody told me I did see that. I, it I was just good. recently watched it. Like, I don't know how I stumbled like, on, like, this movie. Like, I think it was recommended on my Amazon Prime. And I was like, what is this? And, like, it sucked me in. And I was just like, somebody told me. Yeah. And I think it came in, uh, you know, why it was recommended? Because I watched uh, Cage Dog with Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> Like, do not come at me. Like, <laughs> he was in a movie and it was about jail. He was in jail, okay? God, I said, why are you laughing? That is the that isn't even the I know it is. I'm not saying anything. Okay. <laughs> How rude are you? <laughs> so, okay, to the point of this. The point of this, what I was trying to make before you just like really laughed at my like selection of movies. <laughs> <laughs> her selection is large that's to say that she threw like it felt like five or six movies at me today like did you see this did you see that watch this watch that so. you know what my dad is a really like big on movies so we're, we grew up watching a lot of movies and um I love watching movies so I thought I did <laughs> I thought my catalog was pretty huge until talking to her like it just went away like oh no you ain't seen nothing because <laughs> i really thought i was on something like oh oh my god i'd be like did you see this she's like oh i've seen it <laughs> yes because my dad was like really really like so i'm into movies like i love like i haven't really watched any like recently but i love movies <laughs> so back to my point So it goes to this, and like I don't defend rapists, but it goes to something that we talked about. Like we, like we don't know what has happened to them because when he comes home, he ends up falling in love with this one girl mm -hmm. from the neighborhood, or whatever. And I remember like her teaching him, like, because he's so quick to snap, and mm -hmm. she was like, "You're not in there anymore. Like that's not how it goes. Like he was not disrespecting you." So it jumps to the scene where they're going to have sex for the first time. Mm -hmm. And he was so detached. He was so traumatized because think about it. He had been in there since he was 16. That one, he didn't know how to make love, have sex, have consensual sex. Mm -hmm. And he ends up doing to her the only thing that he knows because it was done to him, which mm -hmm. in a sense turned into rape because she said, stop. Why? Yep. And they end up breaking up. And it goes back to, like, rape in jail. It goes back to, like, what these people go through and, like, kind of, like, if you think about it, he was never taught about consent. He was never taught up and says, no, it's no. I am not excusing him. I am not saying, because she ends up leaving him. And I was like, good. Mm -hmm. But she also comes back, like, as a friend. And she's like, you need help. Like, that's not how right. you do it. You know, like, she, I guess she understood where he was coming from. Mm -hmm. Had I been in her position, I don't know if I would have understood I mean, in some ways, maybe I have been in her position, but I don't think I largely got the point. 
mm-hmm. knowing what I know now, I probably like would like, you need help? Like, what is that? Like, what is going on? Type of thing. But just think about the PTSD that men coming home go through. First of all, if they're in jail nine times out of ten, they're from the hood and they already don't know mm-hmm, how to treat a woman. And now they're suffering all this that they don't talk about. They don't report. They come home and they... They're embarrassed to talk mm-hmm. about. I mean, what guy wants to come home and tell the person that they're dating, oh, I was raped by a male in prison. That's not something mm-hmm. that a guy is going to want to come home and talk about. I don't care how much therapy. Mm-hmm. And, and because it's really, I don't, most females are not going to take well to it. Regardless of that it was rape, they're not going to, and it's really sad because it's a definitely a double standard when it comes to that. Um, but they're not going to take well to. And they be like, oh, you were gay, or mm-hmm. you're gay, you wanted it. Like, just how they do to, to us, us. Yes. Women do this too. Yes. And like, this is why it's so important. Like, I know that we sit here and we talk about how men do this. Like, women do it too. Mm-hmm. Women sit there like, oh, you're gay, you were in jail. Like, even the jokes that... Yeah, did you like, drop the soap? Yes. yes. Like, whether you did or you not, like, you are, you don't know what triggers. You don't know what that triggers or what memory that comes that mm-hmm. they have to deal with. Right. And our jail system isn't made for to reform it's inmates. Not. It's not. It's just to put them in there and then it is what it is. They're not well funded. And from like the testimonies that we've read, a lot of these rapes are happening right under seals and yeah. the seals don't care. They don't care. They let it happen. They're like, why well, didn't see anything? I didn't see anything. But they choose what they want to see. Exactly. And then they say that also a lot of times, um, they're doing it in the blind spots where mm-hmm. the cameras are not. And even when it, it's not in the blind spots, the CEOs aren't doing anything mm-hmm. about it. They're kind of turning the other way and they're not even getting involved in it. So it's just like, yes, it's nothing to them. Yes, it is so, you know, it is so crazy. Um, in another article that I read, it said that at least half of all abuse is committed by officers. So that's like at least 58% of it. Mm-hmm. And then I did see this one saying about the female perpetrator, uh, sexual abuse, particularly large problem in the juvenile detention. Mm-hmm. So these women officers are doing a lot of this sexual assault on the, in the juvenile detention. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like now I'm not only worried about the inmates, I'm worried about the CEOs also. So it's just like. I'm messed up on both spectrums. Like, is it gonna happen to me from the, yeah. the CEO? Is it gonna happen to inmates? Like, they, nothing is being done. That the juveniles even take that as rape or understand that that's rape. Exactly, because their mind just they like, oh, you know, she wants to get with me, or they thinking it's probably cool or something. That oh, I'm single with the, one of the CEOs. Like, like look at the teachers and the kids. Like, yes. that's kind of like the same scenario because I have, first of all. We just established that an inmate cannot give consent. Second of all, if you're a juvie, you're under 18. 18 is consenting age. 17 is consenting age. But a lot of them are like 14 to 17. They are not of consenting age even if they were out here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like who's holding these people accountable? 
nobody. That's the sad part. It's like nobody mm-hmm. is like doing the proper paperwork um, to get it to stop. Like I feel like things could be done had if they were to take it seriously. Like if they're the per, uh, proper procedures. Like I think there should be some type of procedure in place. I did read something about it. They they put something into effect um, with Congress, but. It's like, are they, they really? They have their. I can't remember the the initials. Pet, Petra, Petra. Yeah, like I think that did. Let me see. Yeah. But I mean, does that really help? I feel like because no. how many of them are even coming forward? And when they come forward, then it goes into that whole culture of you're a snitch and you're snitching. So now, not only are you being raped, you're being jumped, you're being harassed, you're being all of this. It's a lot that goes into it, exactly. And and all the people who oh, it's called. Uh, P-R-E-A, the Prison Rape Elimination mm-hmm. Act, that was yeah. passed in 2003. But it says, unfortunately, the guidelines and standards that make up the act were not executed nationally until 2014. So, which means it's still not even... And uh, this guy, um, it, it, was, uh, it was actually a recent article from January 2020. He was in federal prison, and he was stating how he's like, yeah, it took into effect, but every prison at every level inter- interprets that differently. Mm-hmm. So while A may be like, yes, we're going hard on these criminals, B is like, that wasn't really sexual assault. Mm-hmm. So again, we're back to square one. And I do think about that. If we are treating victims so badly out here, I cannot even imagine in there because what are these inmates being looked at? They're exactly. being looked at criminals. Like they're nothing. So... They're worth nothing. So guess what? Your allegation, I think within the same article, it was saying something about like a lot of people don't even care or speak up because they say that you're in there, you deserve whatever happens to you, whatever. Yeah. Which, no, like mm -hmm. rape is rape. And like I said, like you could say that, oh, she was a hoe. She could be a hoe wherever she wants. And just like inmates, I know it's hard to maybe agree, but at the end of the day, there are people in just because they chose to break the law. But the, Yes, but there's people in there who is just in there for something as simple as a traffic stop mm-hmm. who's gotten locked up. So you mean to tell me that those people who saying that they deserved mm-hmm. it, that person who just happens to be locked up for this mm-hmm. because the judge decided, oh, we're going to put you in jail for a couple of days and doing that maybe one to three days, you might be in there. You could be raped. Now your whole life has changed over a traffic yes. stop. And which is so funny because the rapist and the child molesters get hell in there. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like, yeah, they get whatever they got coming for them. Like, these people are hell, are dealt with very differently. Mm-hmm. The child molesters, because I, I was reading this thing that when you come to jail, you got to show your paperwork as to why you're there. So they read why you're there. And if it's, what is it called? Like, if it's not a, I don't want to say excusable crime, but like a passable crime in their criminal eyes. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a child molester or, you know, first of all, like, um, in a lot of them, they'll have a different area for child molesters and for rapists. They'll separate them from the general population because they know that mm-hmm. the general population will most likely try to harm them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can't say, I mean, that I disagree to an extent. Right. But, and then you have the general population raping each other. So, like, 
like the mentality of this just tells you that these people need help in so many aspects like they need help because think about it you know i had read this thing that said a person can go in like you said for a traffic stop for a traffic stop and come home and murder Mm -hmm. like you can literally go in for one crime and come back out and you are like on a level 10 yep Mm-hmm. It is. I think um, I did read in one of the articles that they were saying that they don't even care because some of the people who are in there for life know, like, what else are you going to do to me at this point? So mm-hmm. I pretty much can do what I want to do because I already know I'm not getting out. Mm-hmm. So it's just like pretty much free reign to do whatever it is that I want to do. What, you going to put me in a hole or something like that for a little while? Mm-hmm. And then I get out and then I do it again. So... It's just like they don't have any, they don't have remorse. They don't have any consequences behind them because there's nothing being done about it. And it's like, oh, this person is already in here forever. So now what are we going to do? Yes. And they know that. And that's what they play on. They're like, oh, I'm already in here for, you know, like, for the rest of my life. this is my home. Exactly. What are, what are you going to do? And they have, like, I want to say, like, a type that they go after, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you seem weak, yep. if you're a first-time offender, if you're not a part of a gang because the gang's not protecting you, mm-hmm. um, if you're, like, by yourself, if you're, like, skinny, if you show feminine attributes, um, which is, like, pretty much anything, but... Right. Yep. Get you raped. Um, they get raped. Because they need to pay off debts or because they refuse to pay. Like, it's called, like, they're a housing fee. Like, you have to pay to be in jail. Like, <laughs> right. you have to pay the jail people. Not, like, the SEALs, but, like, the, the jail. The inmates, yeah, right. The inmates to be in jail. Um, you know, they have their own system. Because it, it was something about, uh, it says, to understand how rape comes. It says, um, you have to understand person... Uh, like prison culture comes into play for inmate uh, inmate rape. So then they have three categories of homosexuality in prison. So homosexuals um, don't show any female characteristics, but express their sexuality. So like it could be like a man that looks straight, but Mm -hmm. he, you know that he's gay. The gays, um, exhibit female and feminine characteristics and have sex relationships. So they are considered like prison wives. And I know that to us, like this kind of is the same thing and it means the same thing. And I'm not trying to disrespect, but that's just what it means in jail. So and then they have Queens. So those are, those will be your, um, trans women. And I don't, I'm not sure if I'm using the right term. Trans men, trans. No, it's trans women because they're women. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it would be them. Um, transgender, transgender. <laughs> yeah. So the, it'll be the transgenders, and then the straights, um, which is they don't engage in sexual acts in public, but they might in private. Mm-hmm. So that's how it's um, in the male prisons. That's how it's divided. And in a way was saying that in male prisons, it's more of a way to assert power. Because if they try to 
rape you and you fight back, you show your assertiveness. And, like, if you fight back and win, like, you're not messed with. Like, you showed your assertiveness and, mm-hmm. you know, okay, you're not going to be messed with. Right. And then others were saying that it's because they're deprived. They're like, how are you going to deprive us of sex for five years, ten years? And that goes into playing the, like, well, if you didn't want to be deprived of sex, like, why are you committing crimes? Right. But also, like, if I go back, like, it starts at the beginning. Like, if you're from a low-income area that literally has all the odds stacked against you, like, we don't know your life. We don't know what you had to do now. I'm not saying that there isn't bad people that just really just want to do bad. Mm-hmm. But then we've seen how many people are in jail for crimes that they didn't commit. Yes. And now they pretty much have to fend for their lives the whole time that they're in there. And how many people get away with murder. Mm-hmm. So, like, the whole prison system is fucked up. It is. And then you have these people going in and they come out worse than they went in. Yeah, because it's not reform. Yeah, we have a revolving door. Because they don't know how to be out here, but they don't want to be in there either. And Because now that I'm saying that once folks have been in there for a very long time, um, that's all that they know. So now that I'm saying when they do get out, they're more likely to go back Mm -hmm. in. There is some who stay out, but it is more likely for you to go back in if you have done a, a long amount of time because you don't know how the world operates at this point. Like, you're not used to it, and you ended up doing something to get you back in there. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to go back to your comfort zone, and mm-hmm. sadly, that has become your comfort zone. So that's, like you said, and some some people, um, I listen to this podcast, and it's um, it's called Ear Hustle. Oh my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's called Ear Hustle, and... They talk about how some of them have been in there for years, so when they come back out, they have no family. Mm-hmm. They're like, and they've interviewed them, and they're like, I honestly just want to go back because I came out to nothing, to no one. I don't know how to do it. They're like, at least in there, I was getting three meals. I, I had a roof over yeah. my head. Mm-hmm. Like, I had all this. So, and then they're like, I guess to qualify for certain programs, either you have to be like an addict or like mm-hmm. there's requirements to even qualify for this or like give you whatever it is. You know, I don't know the jail system. I don't know how it works, but like they make it more hard than they do not to be able to come home and like be a productive citizen. No, they don't because once you get out of jail, a lot of times, Finding a job, finding somewhere that's actually going to hire you mm-hmm. is not, it ain't often. Because that's the first question that's on your application. Um, have you been to jail? Mm-hmm. What have you been to jail for? Like, it's not asking you how long, but if you had any type of felony, unless it was a misdemeanor, now that's saying they're not going to hire you. So the, the odds is pretty much stacked up against you. Like, you have to be hella determined. To make it in this world after being locked up for any amount of time. And think about it. Um, you could have determination, but they don't have discipline because they're told what to do at every hour of the day. When to shower, when to eat, when to have Anything. Like, right. I don't want to say front time, but like whatever it is. Yeah, to like, go to the yard. To I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, you on lockdown at any mm-hmm. given time. Somebody gets into it, now you're on lockdown for, a yes. week, for oh, two weeks, a month, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's just like 
you there is some people who get out and do it but like you have to have that mind frame because some people don't let it determine them like some people they do learn a lesson but Mm -hmm. i don't think the percentage is high but it is some who you know get out here to try to beat the odds yes because there really is you have to want it for yourself like you literally have to reform yourself because they're not Mm -hmm. They're not going to help you. They're not going to. And then on top of that, think about it. If you're coming home to nothing, nothing, and let's say that you've been, you're coming home to nothing, to a whole new world, Mm -hmm. and on top of that, now you got to deal with issues because I don't know, I don't even know that they know that some of these reactions that they have isn't because they're men. It's PTSD. It's yes. triggers from being um, raped. They don't know how to receive or give love because they probably never had it. Mm-hmm. And what they had in there isn't... It wasn't love. It isn't love. It wasn't whoever was raping. It wasn't lovely doing it. And they were doing it because they wanted to. Right. So now... We have this, and if you try to start a family, like, it goes just into, like, what is he going to teach his son? Because he's going to, like, people teach their kids what they know. hmm And now we have here a domino effect. Right. Yep. So, it, it's it's so crazy how, like, everything, like, plays into part, like, and that's where we're, like, this is so big. Like, this is, like, you can't just tackle one aspect of being a feminist, of being an advocate for sexual assault or domestic abuse, because coming out of jail with PTSD also plays into into domestic abuse, mm-hmm. of child abuse. Like yes. it, it's such a big, like they all go together. It's yes, they go hand in hand, mm-hmm. and it, it yes, it goes into a lot of different things because um, they didn't receive the rehabilitation that they needed. So now when they're out. Things that they may have, like, been conditioned to think was normal, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. So, when, even if they try to get into relationships and they haven't, like, had some type of counseling and stuff, it's probably not going to go well. Because mm-hmm. they definitely need to talk about that because it's trauma. It's trauma. And then, you know, I, I did look up a little bit because it goes into that, into um, the women that are raped in prison and a lot of the women so a lot of the women interview said that they were straight but they have prison relationships so they're just kind of like gay in prison but a lot of the women um the difference between the women and the guys is that the women are raped by the seals so 75 percent of the seals in the u.s are male leaving women with mainly men seals. And think about it, when you get arrested, you are like a woman officer as a woman has to search you. Mm-hmm. Once you become property of the state, it doesn't matter. So now you're leaving male seals um, to search mm-hmm. you, to do whatever you want. Uh, have you seen oranges and you black? Mm-hmm. Right. Perfect example. She had a whole baby. Mm-hmm. And, and it says that like so many seals impregnate um women and actually like to the show that was like a consensual relationship again 
Mm-hmm. Inmates can't give consent. Exactly. And they know that. And mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. they do it because they know they pretty much yes. have no strings attached type of thing. Like, oh, okay, you're yes. here. I'm off my shift and mm-hmm. have a nice day. And see, this is so crazy. So women don't report it. So it was, again, women mm-hmm. don't report it. This is why do women don't report it. Women don't report it because they are desensitized. Desensitized. Because of previous encounters pre-prison life. So, again, a lot of these women come from, you know, bad neighborhoods, lower-income areas, and minorities. And that's they have no concept of what a healthy relationship is. Mm -hmm. So, that's all they're used to. So, they're so... Remember how I had told you um, the other day that I was like, there was this thing that said that after you encounter so many bad things, you kind of detach and just, like, Mm -hmm. don't feel them anymore. By the time they come to prison, and some of them, again, some of these women are in and out of jail, have their kids taken away, are better women, are in abusive relationships. Some of these women have ended up in jail because they were, you know, look at the women that have ended up in jail for being sex trafficked that took action against their you know, mm-hmm. whoever was trafficking them. Right. So imagine, oh, let's put it that way, a sex trafficking woman, woman in jail being raped by a CEO, that's probably to her, just like, what's better than a thousand men? Mm-hmm. And like, if I just take it and say nothing, they're not going to hit me because it said that a lot of them that have tried to kind of fall back or toll on the CEOs, they get yeah. privileges taken away, their food it. taken away, mm-hmm. visitations taken away for not complying. So they're like, I mean, the it system is. we've already seen doesn't, it's always a victim's fault. It is. When you're a woman, it's your fault. So, and you th- think about it, we are raised to don't speak loud, don't wear that, don't do that. If this happened to you, what did you do to provoke it? Mm-hmm. So by the time you're in jail and this man's doing this to you and you're already like property to stay, they're telling you everything you need to do. So you're like, oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Let me just take it and get it over with. Right. It's probably like by the time you make it to jail is... And they know you don't have anybody to turn mm-hmm. to at this point. And then even if you did try to like record it, first of all, your calls are recorded. Anything that you write or anything like that, they're reviewing it. So it's just like the odds are stacked up against you for to get the help that you yeah, need. And, you know, the, that article that I read, it's because they were saying like, how, you know, why do women in jail don't report it? So then they're like, well, then how did you find out? A lot of these um cases that they found out were because they were their mail was intercepted so you know how they read all your mail so mm-hmm. I guess the women whoever they were writing were telling and that's how they were able to find out that they were being raped by these by these yokes. wow and it's like so insane because again if you think about it it's the men in power mm-hmm I'm not taking anything from the men on male rape in the jails, in the man jails. But I'm not saying that the fight is fair because I know that, it, like, one of the articles, like, the examples that I read was saying that he tried to fight back and then, like, there was, like, 20 of them jumping him. And I think they killed him afterwards. 
favorites. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. It's not fair. But it, it still gives you that kind of, like, maybe I can't fight back. Mm-hmm. With a CEO, first of all, he's a man. Second of all, they have cuffs. They have tasers. They have guns. That, that fight would be nowhere near. It's not going to be fair. Right? And then if, for whatever reason, he lets you go and he has a scratch, guess they're going to get some type of repercussion. Mm-hmm. Yep. They might get put in the hole or something. And we all seen that case where they can put you in a hole for as long as they want to. There's really nobody and who you going to tell. There's probably like no cameras in the hole, so they're probably still going to get what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And now with even more ominosity, more anger because you did what you did or you tried to fight back. Exactly, yes. And like it was so crazy to me when like I literally read that. They're like, they're just so used to it because they've probably been through it like so many times that I don't even think they realize that that's rape. Like I think they're just like, oh, like just talking about the weather type of thing. And that is, sadly, that is the world that we live in where like, in a way, it's kind of like when men, when men go to jail, it's like maybe you guys realize what we slightly remotely go through and I wish that you guys will come back out and like do better but given the sense you're not even given the resources to do better. Mm-hmm. It can't be completely blamed on you guys but at least like think about it when you come back home. Right. But in a way, I get it. Like you're not given the resources, you're not being taught, you're not being given therapy. Right. But women literally are conditioned to this from the moment they are born. They are taught how not to be raped. And guys are never taught how not to rape. Nope. It's always the females that don't get raped. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're not telling the boys, like, don't go out here raping people. It's not right. Yes, it is so insane. Like, even the data that comes out of it, how it's not really dealt with. There's no solution. Like, I wish I could be like, oh, you know, we give women all these things to, like, not, how not to give rape, like, or right. tips or whatever, which I completely hate because it should be, like, men when a woman says no, it's no. Mm-hmm. But in this system, in the jail system, there's honestly, like, there's no advice because anywhere you turn, it's bad. Right. The whole jail system, the whole prison system needs to be reformed. It needs to be reconstructed to help rebound, like to help these people when they come home. To come home. Yes. But the, the problem is, I think that like even most of the rapes that they're saying is even being done is by the correctional officers. Like, so they're kind of setting the tone of what's going mm-hmm. on in there. I feel like there is a something like but doesn't saying everything needs to be like and they, exactly like soon as it's found out like they need to do a, just like to investigate everything else and um people come and investigate like why aren't there doing more investigations on these because they they yeah. know about it so they would just pull the cameras just periodically just to see what's going on i'm sure they're going to catch those some some of the times they're going to catch it on camera it's just like, when are you going to crack down on it? Like, all of these officers who study getting off on crimes that the average person could never get away with, mm-hmm. when does it stop? And, you know, it's someone, in one of the articles that I read, they interviewed this guy. He was, uh, 
I think the organ, I don't know, he was something up there and he's alive. The reality is that COs on inmate rape doesn't really happen. Like, the inmates just do these claims for attention. Wait, who said that? It was an article? Yes, it was an article. And he, I went, I don't know if he was a sheriff or he was a, a, a previous CO or like he was Probably someone one with rape. Doing it. He was someone with rape. And okay. he said that he's like, I've never seen uh, a CO like rape an inmate. And the truth of the matter is that um, rape, COs raping inmates doesn't really happen. What? And I'm like, where do you think these numbers came from? They're like, inmates are, what was the word that he used? Manipulative and they lie. And it's like this mentality right there is where we're at. Like mm-hmm. this mentality, you're telling me exactly that if you see a woman in the street saying that she got raped, you're going to be like, oh, mm-hmm. it's probably not true. Exactly. Or they going to question you like, what did you do to mm-hmm. provoke it? Like all these questions, were you drinking? What were yeah. you wearing? One of those. And it's like the, these people like that are who need to be removed who needs to be like removed because at the end of the day inmate or not is still a person that's still a human being you're sending this person home with more than they came in for with PTSD with now who knows if this triggers something where like you know they're gonna go out and rape now mm-hmm. so now if you someone was in there because they stole something now you turn a whole like so a rapist, serial wow. rapist, and it's a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it definitely is. They need to get to the root of the problem, and somebody needs to actually do something. Like they make up all these laws, they're like, "Oh, we're helping," but you're really not. You just like, "Oh, we put something in place," but are you really following through on this? Like, are you really implementing these changes? Like, what are you doing to help stop it? Nothing, and they're doing nothing for them because there's so much money made in the jail system. Mm -hmm. There's so much money being made out of the prison system, especially, like, imagine an inmate that's in and out, how much money they make. Mm -hmm. So it's not convenient for them to help them. Like, we're not going to have jails. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Like. Yep, because probably in that man, like, oh, yeah, they got what they deserve type of thing. The repeat mm-hmm. offenders type, mm-hmm. so they don't care. Yes. And nobody is fighting for them either, so it's just like, it's like a no-win situation. Because mm-hmm. they don't have a voice. They don't. And, like, getting people to stand for them is just as worse, so it makes it very difficult. And now imagine, like, the people that are in there that haven't committed a crime, and they're in their or falsely yes you know they're falsely incarcerated you put a non-criminal in jail that is not probably going to come out a criminal and now it's gonna need all this help that he's probably not going to get because in the sense that he gets found not guilty and he walks out they're still going to be like looking at us and be like, well, why haven't you worked for the last five years of your life? And we're going to be like, oh, I was in jail for the 
wrong thing, right? Because they not gonna believe you because they feel like everybody says I didn't do it. So people think that everybody's in jail, that everybody that is in jail is because they did it, and that's not that's the not, truth. No, it's not. People have been let out each and every day for wrong information that they've went back and discovered. Like, oh, it wasn't. Like, well, you knew that in the beginning, but mm-hmm. now all the evidence is showing like this. You did get the right person. I mean, look at, um, you know how I follow this case? Like, I've been following this case that Adnan Syed, remember I told you about him? Mm-hmm. Where he literally got convicted for killing his ex-girlfriend. Mind you, they were 17. He's like 34 now. And they're finally just granting him a new trial. Mind you, there is no evidence. It was mm-hmm. literally the police that, I like, I want to say forced a confession out of someone else. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it. There was no DNA. Like, there were records that showed where he was at. Somebody had seen him. And he's been in jail since he was 17. Since he was 17, he's 34 now. So tell me. I'm glad that you have a new, like, trial. I've been following this case, like, forever. But what is he going to come home to? Mm-hmm. Nothing at this point. Like, because you have to really, I mean, first of all, if you've been in this since the age of 17, you have to reprogram yourself because most of your life like the the parts that you should have been enjoying you were locked up and all the things that he seemed being locked up and he had to be on survival mode yes and now i'm not saying that he did let's say that he got raped do you think he's gonna come home and talk about it mm-hmm. it's gonna be something that he had to struggle with for the rest of his life i'm sure it changed him like did he get any sexual transmitted diseases from it like mm-hmm. things that he'll have to wonder i mean well who won't know that but these are things that he has to deal with forever and to have that conversation with your significant other mm-hmm. cannot it will not be easy that is definitely something that yeah so it's like look at that case he he was 17 and he's how old mm-hmm. so now let's say how many sides are in jail how many of them that probably did get raped have been getting raped mm-hmm. and let's say that some of them might never come home because right. of the system some of them might come home the lucky ones but now exactly what? Well, what about the ones who was was raped uh defended themselves and maybe killed the person in in that for you know mm-hmm. doing the act and actually killed this person now they got like because now it's murder now yeah. so now that's on your record and you were mm-hmm. initially innocent but now no. you're, of course they're going to add that on yep. to your to your sentence and this is like damn yes like the system is not here to help you the system is not here to help you or if you didn't and you let it happen you come home and what's to say that that's not gonna fuck you up so bad that now you're not gonna go out here raping or killing or mm-hmm. snapping exactly. ptsd is real so who knows that for whatever reason you know how sometimes like guys pat each other in the back type of thing like hey like who knows if it, that might trigger him exactly that something yes. trigger him. and he ends up beating this dude and it gets one now he's in jail and now we're here again because you do come out um I don't know but <laughs> let me clear that up but I would imagine you're gonna come out on defense mode because you've been always on defense mode so every little thing you're gonna be like on 10 about something mm-hmm. that you normally might not have bothered you somebody just said something look at you me mugging as people mm-hmm. say and it goes to a whole nother level just because of your mentality because that's all you know because mm-hmm. you've been there most of your time most yes. of your life like yes and 
I mean, the system is not for you, especially if you're a minority, especially if you're a person of color, especially if you're like a low income area, the system is not for you. It's definitely not. At all. Mm-mm. And that's just where we're at. And like, it's a domino effect. And like that, this was like really important because it just doesn't go into like, oh, they get raped in jail. Okay, whatever, bye. That's it. No, like there's things that happen with this. There's things, there's there's consequences to every person that gets raped. It is. And there was so many actually videos on it. Not, mm-hmm. But so many like informational videos on this um subject. Like it was article after article after article yes. about this because this is an ongoing dilemma that has yet to be. Um, and think so, about it. There's so many articles, but not many men will come forward. Like a lot of them are anonymous. A lot of them mm-hmm. like don't come forward. And again, like we need to make it safe for victims to come forward. We need to make it safe for men to be able to come forward about this because it happens. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that us as victims, yeah, we can help, but nothing beats seeing another person like you. Like, let's say, I, I don't want to take anything from any victim, but it's so much different when you see a woman of color and you can relate to her, you know, because mm-hmm. you've probably gone through the same thing. You've had the same experiences. I'm not going to take anything from any other victim because we went through something very traumatic. But there's things that you are never going to be able to relate to me, like the oppression, the, like, the look. The, there's a, a, a lot of things that you're not like you don't know what it was like being harassed taking the bus mm-hmm. in the low income area you don't know what it was like having to speed walk to the corner you know and that goes for men like as women victims yeah we can understand them right. because we're all victims we're on this together but I think that nothing compares to another man helping another man and seeing, like, this happened to you, too, so I'm not the only one. Like, right. you know coming what I'm saying? Yes, yes, coming together. But we need to allow them to come forward. We need to give them that safety. Should We need to give safety to the victims, period, because we're not even allowed to come forward because mm-hmm. victims victimize victims. All the time, yes. All the time. It, and it's also, um, I know we've been talking about, like, the male-male rape, but also the female um, CEOs also mm-hmm. are having sex with the, with the male inmates as well, which still is a consensual because they're not supposed to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Like they, I've seen several like documentaries on BID channels and stuff like that, where they're having relationships and it turns bad and somebody ends up getting killed because they're sleeping with multiple people. But it happens too. It is the female CEOs on the male inmates just as well. Like, it's a all around the board. Yeah, and that's the thing that the female can easily the female say manipulate them that or take like let's say they're in a they are in a position of power take mm-hmm. you know phone time family time visitation time the mm-hmm. same thing that they do to the women they could pretty easily say that the inmates sexually harassed her and because inmates are not belief period. They're not going to question. They're going to be like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's it. 
Well, this has definitely been so much information. Yes. <laughs> Go on forever. But yes. if you want to let them know where to find us and they can reach us. Absolutely. So, guys, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes, share us, and subscribe. We are available where your podcasts are available. Make sure to subscribe and follow us. Don't forget to check us out on IG at underscore girls dot like dot us. Or you can email us at girlslikeus619 at gmail.com. Go ahead and follow, like, and share us on our Facebook page at girlslikeus619. And also, please feel free to give us a call if you have any questions, concerns, any ideas. Um, you can call us at 312-480-4101. And the National Sexual Assault Hotline, that number is 800-656-HOPE, 800-656-4673. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Girls Like Us.